Preface Of all the promises connected with the command to abide in me, there is none higher and none that more readily brings the confession not as though I had already attained it, either were already made perfect, Philippians 3.12, than, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. John 15.7. Power with God is the highest attainment of the life of full abiding. And of all the traits of a life, like Christ, there is none higher and more glorious than conformity to Him in the work that now engages Him without ceasing in the Father's presence, His all-prevailing intercession. The more we abide in Him and grow unto His likeness, the more His priestly life will work in us mightily, and our life will become what His is, a life that always pleads and prevails for men. Thou hast made us kings and priests unto God. Revelation 1, 6. With both the king and the priest, the chief things are power, influence, and blessing. With the king, the power flows downward, and with the priest, the power rises upward and prevails with God. In our blessed priest-king, Jesus Christ, the kingly power is founded on the priestly statement, He is able also to save to the uttermost, seeing He ever lives to make intercession. Hebrews 7.25. In us it is not otherwise. In intercession the church can find and wield its highest power. Each member of the church has power with God and with men, and prevails. This book has been written with a deep impression that the place and power of prayer in the Christian life is too little understood. I feel sure that as long as we look on prayer chiefly as the means of maintaining our own Christian life, we shall not know fully what it is meant to be. But when we learn to regard it as the highest part of the work entrusted to us, the root and strength of all other work, we shall see that we need nothing more than to study and practice the art of praying. If I have succeeded in pointing out the progressive teaching of our Lord in regard to prayer, and the distinct reference of His wonderful promises of His last night to the works we are to do in His name, to the greater works and the bearing of much fruit, we shall all admit that only when the church gives herself up to this holy work of intercession can she expect the power of Christ to manifest itself on her behalf. I pray that God will use this book to explain to some of His children the wonderful place of power and influence that He is waiting for them to occupy and that a weary world is waiting for, too. In connection with this, another truth has come to me with wonderful clarity as I studied the teaching of Jesus on prayer. The Father waits to hear every prayer of faith, to give us whatsoever we will and whatsoever we ask in Jesus' name. We have become so accustomed to limiting the wonderful love and the large promises of our God that we cannot read the simplest and clearest statements of our Lord without the qualifying clauses by which we guard and expound them. If there is one thing the church needs to learn, it is that God means prayer to have an answer. It has not entered into the heart of man to conceive what God will do for his child who gives himself to believe that his prayer will be heard. 1 Corinthians 2.9 God hears prayer. This truth is universally admitted, but very few understand the meaning or experience the power. 
If what I have written stirs my listener to go to the Master's words and take His wondrous promises simply and literally as they stand, my objective has been attained. And then just one thing more. In these last years, thousands have found an unspeakable blessing in learning how completely Christ is our life and how He undertakes to be and to do all in us that we need. I don't know if we have learned to apply this truth to our prayer life yet. Many complain that they don't have the power to pray in faith, to pray the effectual prayer that avails much. The message I would gladly bring them is that the blessed Jesus is waiting and longing to teach them this. Christ is our life. In heaven He lives to pray. His life in us is an ever-praying life, if we will but trust Him for it. Christ teaches us to pray not only by example, by instruction, by command, and by promises, but also by showing us Himself, the eternal intercessor, as our life. When we believe this and go and abide in Him for our prayer life too, our fears of not being able to pray right will vanish, and we will joyfully and triumphantly trust our Lord to teach us to pray that He would be the life and the power of our prayer. May God open our eyes to see what the holy ministry of intercession is and how we have been set apart for that as His royal priesthood. May He give us a large and strong heart to believe what mighty influence our prayers can exert. And may all fear as to our being able to fulfill our vocation vanish as we see Jesus living forever to pray, living in us to pray, and maintaining assurance for our prayer life. Andrew Murray